Good morning, Trinity Youth. It is February 28th, 2024. This is Dave. And Haley. We are in the third week of Lent. We are continuing to journey with Jesus as we follow along with the book of Matthew on his way to the cross. Dave, I've got a question for you starting our episode out today. Mm. Have you ever had to keep a really big, really good secret? Hmm. Can I even tell you that? Oh, good one. <laughs> Funny. Well, hopefully may, at this point the secret's over. Um, well, who, you, you may never know what secrets I may be hearing wow. right now. Dad joke. Um, I don't know that was meant to be a dad joke. It's just reality. That's true. I wasn't... I mean, I am a dad. It's, sometimes they just leak out of me. All right. Yes. And <laughs> related to being a dad, of Yes, we, when our children have been on the way, um, keeping that secret of, hey, we were expecting a child or um, what the gender or the name is. Mm-hmm. Um, those have been really big things that I've just so wanted to tell. Um, so those have been some that really came to mind initially. There's also been uh, keeping the really big news about a surprise for somebody. Like we're sure. going to surprise somebody for their birthday. Are you good at keeping those secrets? I'm terrible. Okay. I was going to say, um, I couldn't see you being... <laughs> I will forget all the time. So my, my oldest daughter's name is Hannah. I may have told this story. During Advent, like you did. It did come up. Yeah, on, yeah, well, yeah. I'll tell the it panda. quickly. Yes. And wait, well, that wasn't me. I didn't miss that. That was my wife who did that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that it wasn't actually. But I've I've done that sort of thing where I've, also. I've accidentally slipped out. Like if we were going to, you know, surprise visit with a family and their kids were going to meet us somewhere on vacation. Mm. And I'll be like, hey, see you there. And oh, they're no. like, see so you where? I'm like, oops. That's real rough. See, so. I'm the other way around. I, you'd think I'd be bad at lying, but I dig my heels in so good. I'll be like. I can't lie. I can't even pretend to lie. Oh, I'll, like terrible. my friend was getting engaged. I was like, hey, what are you doing that night? Do you want to get ice cream? <laughs> okay, if you're home, we'll like casually go like very good at like making up like other things. Being like, oh, no, I can't. Like I'm going to be doing this. Sorry. And, like, I can like make elaborate lies. Mm-hmm. and like live through them and i don't quite know how i do it. it's only when it's for a good thing i can't that's, do it for bad things but well that's positive that's it, it's it's if, it's if the for surprise, the deceit of a good thing being pulled off is going to yes. bless somebody it's my act actress moments the actress i once moments. won back best actress during a murder mystery party i can just throw on a face i could see that i've only ever seen you run one of those parties so it would be great to see you in the element didn't know the side of you. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I like started fights across kitchens because I, mm. I was acting everyone, but like I, I very much got into I character. Could see that. Y'all, we yeah. we recently ha- had um, if anyone was there, so fun. We had Saturday Night Live instead of Tuesday Night Live, right? With middle school and Haley and Maurice put on some incredible characters that we should relive at some point. That was really good. So it good was for you. Quite the time. I love I love to be a character because it's fun. It's like I would never treat someone like that. I would never. Like, you know, like these aren't real things anybody should yeah. really do. But it was fun. Um, it was engaging. But it's a good time. No, for me, keeping a secret, and I use this example for a lot of different things, a lot of context for this metaphor, but it's the old trying to keep a beach ball underwater thing. Yeah. It's just, like, yeah. you can do it, but it's a lot for me to manage. <laughs> it just wants, to come, to, up it wants to come out. Right. So that that's me. Yeah. Great question. Thanks for sharing, Dave. Uh, well, y'all, the scripture today has Jesus healing someone and then telling them to keep it a secret, mm-hmm. which is super interesting. We see that a few times throughout scripture. We're going to be in Matthew 8, 1 through 4. Dave, you want to go ahead and read that for us? Yeah, love to read it. And 
This happens right after the Sermon on the Mount. So you'll notice it starts with Jesus coming down the mountainside, mm. and that's what he's coming from. And what's neat to see, you'll see crowds at the very beginning. And when Jesus started the Sermon on the Mount back in chapter 5 of Matthew, there weren't crowds. It was just his closest disciples. But then people kept coming. And then what's so cool is he he gives a sermon for 15, 20 minutes, this teaching that is so compelling that these crowds continue to follow him. So that's where we'll pick up in Matthew chapter 8, 1 through 4. When Jesus came down from the mountainside, large crowds followed him. A man with leprosy came and knelt before him and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said, be clean. Immediately he was cleansed of his leprosy. Then Jesus said to him, see that you don't tell anyone, but go, show yourself to the priest and offer the gift Moses commanded as a testimony to them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. Dave, we talked a little about this during the Advent podcast. For any of you OG listeners out there, mm. you may remember, but Shout out. for all of you new people with us and just for my own reminder, can you remind us what life would have looked like for lepers at the time? What was leprosy? What was this like? Mm-hmm. Leprosy was terrible. Leprosy for folks at the time was uh, their most contagious disease. So uh, sort of what happened, if you can remember pandemic times. Oof. Yeah. Bad I mean, times. Bad so vibes. So that was different. So leprosy was in a pandemic, uh, but people were treated the same way that initially in COVID, anyone with suspicion of COVID was treated. So yeah. at the beginning of COVID, if you knew somebody, someone might have been exposed, you avoided this person. At and all costs. Yeah. And, yeah. If, and if you were somehow go out in public, like even walk around our neighborhoods, put the mask on and people would declare. They'd even say like, I have COVID, stay away. Like, yeah, stay back. I remember that. Um, which, you do that long enough, and it's tough, because if your life is, you know, we're made for human connection, and you're pushing people away from you, mm-hmm. um, that can be really isolating. And if any of you had to quarantine or isolate, you know what that felt like. It was, I mean, maybe if you, unless you're just a super introvert, all my energy from my me time, I think it's tough even for the biggest introvert to have that much isolated time. So a leper is what they're called, um, someone who had leprosy at the time. They were required by the, the custom, the culture, to live in these leper colonies. And the reason they did, I mean, you can kind of understand how the culture got there. The de- disease was incredibly contagious. Mm-hmm. And if you got it, it was essentially a death sentence. There was no known cure. Huh. Um, how long could you live? Um, is that un- a Nate question? Unclear, yeah, <laughs> for our resident <laughs> CDC, former um, director. Or, uh, Should have gotten Nate on the pod. director. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Leprosy, I think you could live for a good amount of time, but it was terrible. What would happen Mm. is your extremities would lose sensation to feel. So like your nerve endings would die. Gosh. Um, And so your finger would start at your extremities, like fingers and toes. And if you then cut yourself, you wouldn't know. Like you wouldn't be able to feel it. And then it would get infected. And then you would get all sorts of infected disease. So that was one of the problems is your extremities would get these infections to the point where like literally – you could lose the extremity, like your fingers would fall off. So you wouldn't die of leprosy, you'd die of infection. It was awful. Or what, yeah. like, is that really what I don't actually, I think, okay. yeah, it was one of these things where the leprosy would um, allow like other diseases to then infect you. It was just mm-hmm. terrible and no known cure. And since it was so contagious, these folks had to quarantine. They lived in colonies. Your family would bring food out to the leper colony and Aww. leave it for you. But, I mean, once you found out you had it, like, y'all stop and imagine this. You would never hug your family again. Yeah. Just saying that, like, gave the wrong kind of chill down my body. Mm. But I felt it, like. Yeah. And, and we are so such a privileged age with healthcare. 
yeah. almost so many things that that's unimaginable to us. Yeah. But can you imagine that, y'all? Like you get this this word that you will never experience human touch from your loved ones. I guess you could hug other lepers, but you're with all these people who are sick and just in a lowly place, like Rebuilding just a life. Yeah. yeah. So all that to set up for Jesus to touch this person <laughs> is a huge moment. And for the disciples to stay with him after, yeah. I would have been like. Yo, Jesus, like, yeah. you know what that does? And again, it would be like, oh, you were exposed to COVID yeah. in early days? Like, I'm not coming near you. 14 now, you, days, my dude, yeah. Right, <laughs> like, you have to quarantine now. Like, we can't understate what a big deal this was mm-hmm. um, culturally. And there was such a, if you know anything about the old scriptures, like the Old Testament has entire chapters about how to deal with people who had leprosy, yeah. who were, yes, they called it unclean. In fact, you had to walk around. If you were going to enter a town, um, to for whatever reason, as a leper, you were in some places. You had to carry like a bell around with you and ring it and say "unclean." Just imagine how isolating, how undignifying, how shameful that would feel. Yeah. If you had to walk like into your school and you're sick and tell everyone, "I'm sick, I'm sick, I'm sick. Don't come near me. Leave. I have to be alone." And to watch everyone else going about their videos. I mean, just a horrible thing to live with. Yeah. So that's. We said talk a little bit about it. That was a little more, but no, but that was we, a lot we of get like, man, what it would mean for Jesus to touch this person. Well, and like relating it to COVID, I think is so helpful because I think mm-hmm. we all, in some way, understand that whether or not we actually ever had it. Most people, I think, at this point have experienced it, but those early days, you really it helps protect them. So I think that was great, Dave. Yeah. So but, yeah. So Haley, I think you have an experience. Oh, um, someone touching me when I was shocked by it? Yeah. And this sort yeah. of lines up as you were telling this. I was like, oh, it sounds very similar. It sounds like this story. And in terms of yeah. like, in this, we also see the really curious bit of Jesus saying, don't tell anyone about it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, it happened to me during COVID, which I kind of forgot. But mm-hmm. so we're in, in the middle of COVID. So we are at some friends in town and we are standing outside. Is in Chattanooga? No, this was, was in Atlanta. Atlanta. Okay. Um, yeah. I had just moved here. So it was like, things were okay-ish, but we were still wearing masks places. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were standing in line to get into some place in, like, some walkable part of town. I don't know what it is. Or if maybe it was the east side. But regardless, we were standing there in line and this, just, like, chatting. And this woman, I'm not even facing her, comes mm. up and touches my arm. Mm. And I was wow. like, who's touching? Like, I, yeah. I, was, I was still scared. Right, of yeah. Things. In COVID so time for that to happen. Yeah. I turn around and it's this woman who looks like she's experiencing homelessness. And she looks at me and was like, I've been trying to get somebody to pay attention to me all night. Will you please wow. help get me food? Wow. And it was this moment she's of, like. drawn to you. Yeah, I was like, you you sure did. Like, I'm the right person. Like, I just feel yeah. this pull to help you. And I was like, but I knew at the time, I was like, gosh, like, people are getting sick. Like, this is this random woman. I don't know. But she seemed like she really needed something. And I was like, okay, like, my friend. And he was a guy just for safety. I was like, hey, like, come with me. I don't know this person, you know. Mm-hmm. So we walked to get her food. And I just started asking her, like, hey, like, how'd you get here? What's going on in your life? Yeah. Who are you? And she starts telling me. And it sounds like her life just took a lot of turns that, like, could get anybody in that place. Like, it was honestly kind of scary because I was like, oh, my gosh, like, you've just really fallen down on your luck, and mm-hmm. that could happen to any of us. Like, it's wild. And um, we got our food and walked away, but she looked at me, and she was like, you're like an angel. Like, I didn't think anybody would wow. pay attention to me. Wow. And then I, like, went away, and I had this moment. I was talking to God about that later, and he was like, Haley, just don't tell anyone about this. This is when I first time talking mm-hmm. about it. You're mm-hmm. talking about it. And I was like, huh, because I realized in that moment, I was like, Haley, you do good things all the time, but it's often to get other people's attention. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so your mm-hmm. friends can know that you're really good. And so they can think mm. you're a good person. It's not because it's who you are. That's a deep, reflective thing to share. 
Yeah, I mean, it was a thing that I went through a few years ago, like, learning. I'm like, most of who you are, so it can be displayed publicly. It's oh. not so you're develop- wow. developing character or, like, intimacy with God privately. And, and so you that- have, so y'all know, Haley's got it. It's quite the following on the socials. <laughs> Just from her being the kind of person who people would be approachable. So this would be a very easy thing for you to be like, hey, everybody, here's what I did today. Sure. And, and people would have been really inspired. And like Back then, I did <clears throat> talk more on my Instagram, too. Like, mm-hmm. you guys don't know me for that now, but I used to, like, post stories all the time. And, like, mm-hmm. I'd run into people from college, and the first thing they would tell me is, like, I love your social media. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, dear goodness. Like, who? Never had someone tell me that. Dave... You can up the game. I'm okay no, with it. I'm joking. <laughs> I know you don't care about that. And that's great. I think it's a great thing. But yeah, yeah and I, I just had this moment of like, oh gosh, like who am I becoming? Is my is my charisma outpacing my character? Like is Say the that like again. is my is my charisma outpacing or, or Riz? Or Riz. <laughs> I'm sorry. Outpacing my character <laughs> yeah, of like yeah. who I'm really becoming. Yeah. And I think like here, I mean it's different for Jesus, right? Like he's saying, like, don't tell anyone, and it's because he's like you know, his ministry is not his time yet. But for me, mm-hmm. like, in who, like, I think if Jesus can keep really good things secret, there's this piece of me that's like, Haley, like, mm. you probably should too sometimes, yeah. you know, because I think the things that you're willing to do, knowing nobody will know about it, mm-hmm. speaks so much more of your character than the things that you do because people are going to know. Yeah. Man, I love this. It's amazing how well this story lines up with what you just shared. Yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, for Jesus, it was a slightly, a little different nuance, but it's totally in line with this character. I mean, if you go back into the Sermon on the Mount, mm-hmm. he talks about, like, your heavenly father sees the things. Mm-hmm. And, and you will be, like, there will be a filling you'll receive from this. Mm-hmm. But he also, in the same Sermon on the Mount, says, like, let your light shine before all people and let them right. know. And so it just shows there are seasons for us to lean into being hidden. Mm-hmm. And there's seasons, just like right now, this is being broadcast. This sure, story yeah. that you've kept hidden and for a reason. And your heart feels like, okay, now's the time mm-hmm. to share this thing. Yeah. And um, what I love about what, what you you listening to the Lord and for Jesus is I know for me, there's such a hunger. <laughs> there's like this need I have for people to know, for me to be validated mm-hmm. and, and to hear that external affirmation all the time. Mm-hmm. If you're listening right now, you know how good it feels for someone yeah. to notice what you did and say, good job. Mm-hmm. For people to look at you as a model person mm-hmm. oh is it feels so good but mm-hmm. i think I, I really impressed Haley by your listening to the lord in this to say like okay god um or you hear like god telling you Haley, i want you to teach you something that you can do this in hidden and it's going to be okay mm-hmm. that that what you need for right now your sustenance isn't the approval of others the praise from others i see it mm-hmm. you're good and yeah. there may be a time to share it yeah yeah, I um, yeah, I just think it's so important that we develop character and that we develop this like relationship with God that we don't need broadcasted. But when it's time, like when it's an encouragement to somebody else, mm-hmm. when you can bomb with somebody over it, when like you think it'll be fruitful for whatever reason, great, like talk about it and like wanting external validation, especially from your friends, like to encourage one another, build one another up in love, right? Like great it's mm-hmm. not a bad thing in any yeah. means but i think knowing when you're living for that like when that's like your air yeah. versus when it's like that was so helpful to put wind in my sails so, like i'm gonna keep moving yes. towards good things versus like if they don't tell me this i wish i never did the thing yeah and if we're honest we can all get there on our worst days and so realizing like this is wind in my sails this is keeping me going versus like yeah. i need this yeah but well i think this is leading us to a, there, there seems to be a very clear response for us to do something hidden um and for the sake of knowing like our heavenly father sees us that's the affirmation it yeah. feels very lenten right the lent journey is very lent. giving up the things we think we need and i know for me when i hear this and my 
I want to broadcast it because I just want that love. I want that attention because mm-hmm. um, it feels so good. And, and there's a time and a place mm-hmm. for that affirmation. So for me, a Lenten thing of like, okay, do something hidden and sit with that. So Yeah, and just see how that feels ultimately. And I think sometimes maybe you're like me. It's like the scarcity mindset of like, I don't have enough to give. Like, I can't mm-hmm. act in love right now. I just need to get through. And I just wanted to share with you all one of my favorite quotes from one of my favorite speakers, Kate Bowler. Um, she was talking to her son, and she told him, she said, when you love people, it's like they move into your house, but your home mysteriously multiplies and makes more room to put everybody. Mm, that's good. Oh, and I love it. I'm mm-hmm. just like, I, and I, we've talked about this before, but I just think heaven's a place where it's like, there's all this room. Like, yeah. come on in. You know, like, I think it's like a big, long table. It's not like this, like, we don't have enough. You can't come sit down. So I would encourage you all, I think the more that you do, actions like that in love and move towards people you'll feel like you can never stop it's like oh why would I ever not act Mm. in generosity why would I not ever move towards people so here's my small little challenge y'all this week or maybe even today if you have some time do something serve someone in some way and just don't tell anyone about it and if you're a student listening to this I would encourage Mm. you maybe to serve your parents if you know there's a chore if you know your mom after dinner like always wipes on the table or the counters maybe you do it today maybe like you Fold your laundry if your mom normally does it. Whatever. Empty the dishwasher. Yeah, Dave's got all the ideas. (laughs) Um, But just find some way at home, at school. Like, if you see trash in the ground, pick it up. It could be something as small as that. Find some way to serve. And just do it quietly before the Lord and see how that feels. Yeah, I'd encourage you to, um, in this hiddenness, it can be helpful to record it. If you're a journaler, you Mm. write it down. Mm -hmm. And I know for me that there's a satisfaction in sitting with it. Um, and feeling the Lord's well done rather than um, that of my peers or my community or whatever. Um, I find that that's part of this Lenten process that's really rewarding. Y'all, it's been great to be with you. Haley, great to talk with you today. Thank you for sharing that story and this seemed the right time for you to broadcast it. And so also thank you for keeping that hidden um, when you felt called to you. For sure. Y'all, that is all we have for you today. Trinity Youth, we love you. And as always, peace Peace be be with with you. you.